We've got some hey, fresh new I'm Louise. And I'm Louise. And you're listening to the Content before. is Profit One, podcast. Two, we spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you want to learn how to turn your content into profit, <laughs> go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, yeah, baby. Look at that, guys. Today... We have a special topic, secrets and benefits of bringing your story into the world. Woo! Yes, I'm, I'm loving this. And not only that, I mean, today's guest is absolutely amazing. Like we said, pre-show, there's so many ways this conversation can go into. So I, I yes. can't wait. I'm excited. Can't wait, guys. Today, we actually have a sponsor. What? what? Say what? And that sponsor is Content Momentum by hey. yours one and only. Only <laughs> two of them. Biz Bros. Yes, guys. If you have long form content, you want to make sure that you get your time back because you want to multiply your message. We are here for you and uh, our agency can do that work for you. So we're excited. If you have any questions, slide into those DMs. Send us a quick message and we'll help That's you right. out. So before we get started, guys, don't forget to subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button. And uh, follow us on social media at BizRosco. That's right, guys. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you will, don't forget to share it. And please, five-star reviews. We would appreciate it. Thank All you. All right. <laughs> so have you ever wondered what the coolest cover picture on Facebook looks like? Well, look at you. Today's guest has what might be the coolest picture ever. Oh, yeah. It is a picture of Tony Robbins and Russell Branson hanging out with him. How lucky are Tony Robbins and Russell Branson? Epical. For those guys right there scratching their heads, What's that, that means epic in Spanish. Yes. Either way, today's guest is a master filmmaker and visual storyteller. We actually had the pleasure of working, actually recording our own story with his company a few months back. And let me tell you, They make you feel like Russell Brunson himself. His superpower, interviewing and helping people get their stories into the world. <laughs> no pressure. He's an entrepreneur that has a video production company with an incredible team, which he's extremely proud of. As you might have noticed already, he works he works with Russell Brunson and many other amazing entrepreneurs. And yep. last but not least, he's building an incredible software that we'll definitely talk about. Oh, yeah, guys. Please welcome Filmmaker. Master Storyteller and the Pigeon King, Mr. Brandon Fisher! <laughs> Woo. What's up, Brandon? Hey, oh, thank man. you so much awesome. for coming today. We're so excited. You bet. Thank you guys so much for having me on, and I'm excited to uh, to talk with you guys today. Oh, this is so exciting, man. I know. And, uh, you know, off camera, we're talking about if you're watching now the video, we're like looking in two different ways, me and my brothers, because we have this new setup. So yeah, it's okay. I'm, I I'm hope it's not awkward for I'm you. I'm just going to say, can you, can you fix that in there real quick? Because I'm going to have to look on this side. There we go. Damn. Perfect. Now we can see your Perfect. face. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. Brendan, thank you so much for coming here today. I am extremely excited. I had so many, I, I already have so many <laughs> questions, yeah. right? But we're going to see where this conversation takes us to. Yeah, so Brendan, just a little bit of background, right? We, we, we now know that you obviously work with ClickFunnels and all this amazing community, but like how these, like everything started with your company, your video production. Uh, how does that journey start? Like what's your story? You bet. So, uh, man, I've gotten, I started about 15 years ago, uh, right after I got married, uh, I wanted to be able to find a way so I could make money while my wife was working. And so I started up fish dog productions. Um, and I started out actually doing DVD to VHS transfers or, uh, slides, the old slide projectors. <laughs> I would convert those over for people as well. And, you know, it just kind of slowly evolved where, like, I would make money from certain clients and I'd start investing into yeah. equipment. And so, you know, I just kept doing that over the years of just keep investing back into myself and into the business. Yeah. And uh, so that's kind of where I got to. Uh, and fortunately, I've been working with Russell now for over six years. Wow. And, you know, just all along the way of, of just continuing to acquire new equipment taking my skill set to the next level and at the end of the day just trying to continue to provide value for clients so yeah that that's exciting you know what one thing that 
I kind of relate a little bit there because you have your own production company, right? And we actually, when we started, so we actually started as a social media marketing agency. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't know how to take pictures or record any videos. But one of the yeah, things that, that we that we used to get in into, you know, businesses doors was actually offer uh, pictures and video. right? And that <laughs> made us learn how to record video and all that stuff. But after oh, a while, that made, that made you. Yeah, that made yeah. exactly. I, 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 I was do, I, I was doing the dirty work right I, here. I didn't want to have anything to do with that. I was the people guy. But <laughs> but you know what? What's interesting is like I don't think people understand how difficult it actually is to scale a production company, right? Because it got to a moment where where I was, wow, this is it's difficult to make people understand um, or find the people that know the value yeah. of video. And the actual cost of video, because I, 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 it got to a moment where I was charging prices, right? We were ch charging prices that honestly, they were just being freelancing prices. So we weren't able to scale like that. We couldn't afford any more equipment, right? Any, any to pay somebody else. So that was extremely challenging. What did you ha come up with any challenges of that sort of any other type of challenges during your journey yeah and i think that uh the biggest challenge i think is trying to figure out when when's the best time to take on more help yeah mm. interesting oh that was a that was like a mic drop right there <laughs> that's amazing oh no brandon sorry it got cut off a little we bit got you back i'm like that's so dramatic <laughs> it's like ah oh no are we do we have a good feed here oh we're anyway. good we're good we're back uh, what I was, no. So what I was gonna say is, you know, is looking at, you know, what what's it gonna take to kind of take things to the next level. And so mm -hmm. I was, I would say I was doing the hustle and the grind where I was working nights and weekends, and just getting to the point where I was like, man, this is getting exhausting. I mean, you can do it for for a period of time, and I still remember uh, I ended up. Uh, it was pretty cool, like working uh, with Russell. Uh, he definitely helped me through through the and he continues to still do. But what I'm saying is uh, he taught me how to do high ticket, uh, how to close somebody doing a high ticket sale. Yeah. And I remember that I I did. I sold a, I sold a dentist on a package uh, and it was a thirty five thousand dollar package. Wow. And, you know, they said yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh. So <laughs> then I hired two guys. I went out and hired two guys to help fulfill all the work. But the problem was I wasn't actively out selling because I was the one also doing the work. Yeah. And so I hired these two guys out. We were cranking away on these videos, which was awesome. But then all of a sudden I looked at my financials and I was like, hey, guys, like I only have the ability to pay you for like <laughs> two more weeks. And I anyways, it was a bad situation to be wow. in. But Again, I, I didn't even think through that when I hired them on. Yeah. And shortly after that, um, I brought Alex on our team, which I think you met Alex at uh, at an event that you yes. actually got to do your video at, which is really cool. And so even from that, it's like I'm glad that I went through that experience of, okay, I tried to grow and scale really quick to find out that I don't have a system in place to then, you know, Alex has been on my team now for over five years and he's an absolute rock star and it's just cool to continue to find people yeah. who are rock stars in their craft and bring on the team uh we now have three other guys on our team awesome. and uh we, we continue to maybe expand as you know we get more interest in people who are excited about having videos created for either their website or just telling their their company's uh story yeah yeah absolutely like i i before like you dive into like the the questions that you want i really want to uh, highlight <laughs> the fact that you saw the high ticket as a starting point right there because uh we're, we've been working with a lot of people that you know they start producing the content they have like a business and offer but immediately they go to sell something that's very low value right as far as like pricing right it's like hey i need to sell you know 100 bucks and i remember having a conversation last night with somebody that you know they need like their immediate goal is a thousand dollars right and uh, they have everything in place to be able to sell a thousand dollar offer if needed or more right uh right now 
But instead, they were thinking, hey, can we actually sell, you know, $100, you know, packages? And there's going to be like, I just need 10 people. And that's him. Like, well, what about just one person that pays you a thousand bucks? Like, it's so mm -hmm. much easier. And then it's going to give you a, a lot of wiggle room to whatever you want to do next. So I really want to highlight that because it's been a topic of conversation lately with a lot of people that we work with. So thank you for bringing that out. And it just, you know, gave you that breathing room, right? To 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 be able to go hire people, like bring more value. Maybe some, some people are even more skilled than you on whatever you're doing to make sure that your product is, it, it takes it to the new level. So yeah, um, I, I actually wanted to highlight that as well. you know, yes. the high ticket? <laughs> and it reminds me of something we learned with Steve Larson, which I'm sure you, mm -hmm. you know as well, because your company was the one doing the videos <laughs> at Steve's event. Yeah. So... Uh, and I'm curious, you know, that was probably a high ticket sale. Good job. <laughs> but, but Steve, I remember him saying, like, there's no better skill than learning how to sell to people that already has money. Right. And for me, I, I, like that just stuck to my head because usually what happens is like when we're trying to create our dream client. Right. And I, I feel like this happens to a lot of entrepreneurs where like, oh, I need to sell to the person that is struggling, right? But, okay, yes, they might be struggling in other aspects of their life, of their business, right? But I don't know why so many times we look into struggling financially. Like, oh, I'm going to sell to that person that, you know, they cannot sell their business, uh, their their product, their services, so they don't have the cash flow. I can help them. I'm going to go and try to convince them to, to give me some money. And those are probably the most difficult people to sell to. Um, so again, just highlighting again, the high ticket, I think is super important. And another thing is I read on zero to one, which is a book from Peter Thiel, who's the co-founder of PayPal. He said that a business without a sales system pretty much is, is, is useless, right? Like, cause it's not going to, to evolve. So thank you for bringing that up. And now I'm actually pretty curious, you know, like, <laughs> how do you, how do you do it now? Do you have people organic organically coming into you because they see that you work with all these other um you know big big name people or do you have actually someone pretty much uh you know cold calling to put it in a way you bet great question um the interesting thing is so i've pretty much built a word of mouth business where yes. uh most i would say most people listening are probably that way where almost all the sales come through me I haven't necessarily hired somebody in that role, yeah. uh, but I think, you know, if I was to hire somebody in that role, I don't know, maybe we could take on even more. Yeah. I haven't gone that that route, not to say, you know, everyone has a different business. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing is uh, I haven't necessarily trained up anybody else on the team to, <laughs> to, do, to do it because they're really good at what they do yeah. in their current role. Um, and luckily for us, I mean, during here's let's talk for a second about this whole pandemic for a minute, yep. which has been very fascinating. I'd say probably 30% of our business was events. Oh, wow. And, you know, there's a lot of people not doing events. Luckily, uh, Russell continues to keep doing events and pushing things to next level by doing these virtual events. And it's been it's been awesome to be able to have that um, and to keep us busy. Uh, I would also say that, um, you know, we do have some strategies that we're doing. I can just talk about, um, <laughs> we got these, I don't know if people have seen these, but they're video cards. And oh, so nice. what it looks like is it's just a, it's a card that when you open it, it just starts playing a video. Oh, that's so cool. That's so and awesome. so these are really cool. In fact, I learned these, I learned this strategy. I think Russell, he might've done this like five years ago. And when I saw it, I was like. Oh my gosh, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I mean, he, he talks all the time about just interruption marketing or just being able to get past gatekeepers or, yeah. you know, the fact is I can send this to a, uh, like a dental practice and it's going to get to the right person, you oh, know, for sure. and, and the ability, because we own a production company, we're able to fulfill all of our own, uh, video production needs. Yeah. The nice thing is we can record and frankly, I could do it on my phone too, right? But you yep. pull out your phone, you shoot an individual message to someone so that when they open it, it's saying, hey, Luis, check this out. I wanted to show you this thing, you know? And yeah. it's it just draws you in that it's That's more amazing. powerful to do it this way than it would be just to try to send them like uh, an yeah. email with a video in it. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So. yeah, no, definitely. Talk about a good hook, right? Like something <laughs> yes. that gets people yeah. attention. That is amazing. I totally oh man like this is so vital because you know in, in some sort like people ask us how do you guys get these people on your show right because i think a lot of people are intimidating when uh, intimidated when they want to start this uh, podcast if they want to do it on their own that's still like th there's some resistance there to like how do i talk with myself but then if you want to start bringing people it's like how do i actually get to these guys and for us it was really like let's actually go do a dm let's actually send them like a little video that's different like let's actually appreciate what they're doing and at the end of the day it's like everybody that's been on the show has been somebody that we uh, admire at a very high level and we just want to share some time with them and making sure that we can you know pass their message along to other people that might need it like we like we do like every single day or you know even two years ago right so i love the the the, the term interruption marketing and especially that little card in there we're like fancy we need to get those uh, <laughs> yeah they're awesome <laughs> we're like we need to get those immediately but uh but i love that you're always like willing to try this new thing and you also mentioned uh you know the the value kind of a word of mouth business you know mm -hmm. sometimes when you know that product is very good is actually solving the problem to your dream audience right they're actually going to recommend you right and it's so important to mm -hmm. not only keep them but you know they're going to put that good word in front of other guys and there's no better marketing i believe than that referral yeah. marketing from the people that you know go through your product so i i mean i i think this is great I think this is great. I think we should cheer for this. That's all. Um, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm curious because I, I, I see multiple benefits for from word of mouth, right? I mean, higher trust factor, easier to close. Um, what are, and this is a little more tactical, right? But like, what are some of the best practices on your end to, you know, to achieve that, that word of mouth? You bet. In fact, uh, I'll back up and talk about the story how me and Russell started working together, uh, which is an interesting point, and I think anyone listening, I think, will help them. But you know, I didn't know who Russell was, and I don't know that Russell was as big as where he is now uh, <laughs> six years ago. Um, but what was interesting is he reached out to me because he was going to have his brother come up and film a video conference or uh, film a conference. Yeah, and. Uh, he knew that I did uh, I did video, and he's like, hey, tell you what, you're interested in learning what I do. I'm interested in a video. Tell you what, if you come and film my conference for free, you'll then learn everything that I have. And I was like, man, that's a great, great opportunity. <laughs> and I, I'm sure anyone listening would love to be at the back of any of Russell Brunson's rooms, yeah. you know, and being able to like, uh, be able to get that content and not necessarily have to pay for it, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I think this was an event that he was charging anywhere, I think, between like eight and $10,000 for that people were sitting in the room. Wow. So I was like, you know what? This is, a, this is a great trade. And so ultimately what I wanted to talk about is doing just that. I've worked a lot for free uh, mm. over, over the duration of time. And, you know, to be honest with you, it's panned out. Like I probably could have pushed back and had him pay but, you know, we just have had a, such a good relationship over the years. And I think that that has definitely helped is, you know, uh, getting your foot in the door. You know, if you guys are good at what you do, sometimes you just got to, you know, prove it to the, the people <laughs> that you're trying to attract. Yes, you know, yeah. and if it's a if, if you think it's a client worth pursuing, sometimes you don't know, you know, I mean, I my network has grown because uh, because of Russell. Like yeah, he's yeah. so connected with people and he's able to, to attract some really, uh, you know, high end people yeah. that sometimes are making really good money online and sometimes want to reach out and have us, uh, do some video work for him. So it's, like I said, it's been, it's been great. Yeah, I love it. Like yeah. we, we've touched on this a couple of episodes back where it's like, okay, that what's the power of proximity, right? And it, mm. hey, is is give and takes, right? And, and, uh, sometimes we really need to know who's that, like, number one client that you're willing to actually you know do it something for either free or very uh, at cost maybe that might allow you to develop that relationship to then because you're in proximity because you know you're so close to that person then it becomes a referral game and it, it helps in the long term for for your business so that's a very interesting fact especially because we're you know we're heavily involved in social media and it's all it, it, it's called social for a reason right we got to develop those relationships 
how do you do that, right? I mean, imagine going on a date for the first time and then be like, you know, it's not on me. You have to pay. Like, what? The girl is going to be like, no, I'm done. I'm gone. I know, like, my wife will be like, <laughs> slap in the face, get out of my way. You know? <laughs> Show, showing a little bit of effort go, goes a long way for sure. Yeah, big time. Now, there has to be kind of like a limit. Like, when do you know, like, enough is enough? Or, like, am I, like, how do you know where, like, my free work is is mm. you know valuable how do i know when to stop and then move on to the next relationship does that person kind of lets you know or you like you put that ahead of time that's a great question and i think the the example i gave with russell is like i genuinely wanted to understand like how to sell things online yeah and he needed he needed a video so i felt like that was just a very good like trade sometimes uh, the trade doesn't work um there's times like where I don't know if you guys would relate to this, but sometimes I actually don't like discounting uh, my work. So for example, yeah. if you're worth something, yeah. go out and get what you're worth. Yeah. Um, I would rather work for free and serve you than for me to try to take uh, a lesser amount and then you're telling me what I'm worth. At least that's kind of how I've done it. Um, Love it. And I, I work harder if I'm actually, uh, take it back. What I'm trying to say is, Sometimes I'll work differently if mm. if I'm in a service mentality. Yeah. It's a different it's a different game yeah. uh, when you're in when you're in a service mentality than than you are like you know uh, trying to work for yeah. than less and it, it kind of salts the relationship a little bit. Makes sense. Yeah. So anyway, pretty interesting point. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. You know, is I think it is difficult for people to understand their personal value as well. Uh, and sometimes that leads to, you know, charging amounts that you are not comfortable at, and then doing the work for, for that amount, right? Example, when we first started that we were doing the social media marketing, right? We, we, we go to restaurants and our pitch was for 500 bucks a month, right? And at first, that was the biggest sale we've ever done. And we're like, yes, like 500 bucks, let's go. Uh, And then we would start doing the work and we're like, oh, no, this is worth <laughs> way more than 500 bucks. What are we doing? You know, yeah. and that being said, honestly, that put like a mental kind of like a mental block on the work because you are my work is worth more. And then you're like, you might you might encounter yourself saying, oh, I don't want to do maybe these extra things that I would normally do because I'm not being compensated enough. Right. And, you know. Mm -hmm. Again, I, we preach go over the liver always if, if you can under promise and over the liver. Um, but I think it gets to a point where sometimes it like you do need to be compensated properly. So it is. Yeah, it is awesome that you bring up that point because something that we've been experiencing too is like, okay, we sell. We used to sell the service at a certain price and we're like, this is not it. Right. And we wouldn't mind to increase it a little bit for next for the next time we will have to pitch someone. So I encourage anybody that's listening to this right now to actually, you know, ask yourself, how do you feel <laughs> when you charge this type of money? Is it your, your value or do you think you're worth more? Yeah, I want to I want to transition a little bit here, Brandon, and I want to I want to go back to the kind of creation of content itself. Like you work with a lot of people that create content on a regular basis. You know, you're behind camera, sometimes making them feel very like good about themselves. So the message and the story can get out on like on your eyes. Like how, how important is this story? How important is this story to the person that's in front of that camera? I mean, story is everything. I mean, that's what gets us to connect. I mean, stories have been told uh, forever, right? Like probably back in caveman times. That's just like yeah. uh, everything we do. That's why we enjoy going to the movies. That's mm. why we enjoy uh, even having conversation, right? Is to share stories that, that we've had with each other. And this was my experience. And, and then, you know, that it's just interesting how, yes, yeah, story is, <laughs> is everything. And It's, it's all about how to tell that in, in, in the correct way, I guess you could say. Because, you know, a lot of times people, they might have already told their story so many times that they think that everyone's heard it. So then they just skip to the, you know, they, they <laughs> yeah. miss out. They yeah. miss some of the key pieces and they go right to the end. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard, but like even Steve Larson, when he was on stage, he shared some stories 
and the way in which he'll tell certain details of the story, it it gets you immersed in the yeah. story. Yeah, absolutely. And you and then I, one of the analogies was he was like, you know, well, what color was the carpet, and and mm. how it, what I loved about as he was explaining things is the fascinating thing is he didn't go into the details, but we'll fill that stuff in yeah, exactly in our own minds and tell our own story based off the story that was told. So anyway, it's yeah. just very very key in in making sure that the story that you're telling is is a good story. Yeah, yeah that that's so true. You know, like I, I personally, I don't remember a single time in my life where I've become emotional from reading facts on things, <laughs> right? Like not even a single time. Yeah. It's not like I'm reading like, whoa, 90% of this thing does X, Y, and C. I'm like, oh no. And then a few tears dropped on my face. Like never, I've never kind of a place. <laughs> But there's been plenty of times where someone is telling me stories and I'm getting excited. I'm like, stop, like, stop now. Like, where do I get this? You know, how do I, what is the next step? And yeah. yep. I mean, we are emotional beings and we buy emotionally and then we justify it logically, right? Like then we go over the facts and, and it's mostly more than for us is to justify it to people that, that are around us, right? We're like, oh, look, this is why I bought it. Um, so that way, yeah. I agree 100%. Story is key. And personally, this is a personal opinion, but I think you guys might agree with me. The best way to getting good at telling stories is by telling the stories multiple times, <laughs> yeah. right? Like practicing over and over. I mean, we just had a conversation this morning with Catherine Jones and she was like, I told the same story <laughs> on two day for two days straight for 20 hours. Like, That story was absolutely amazing. Yeah, that's cool. Brandon, absolutely. Wh when you first started with uh, with the video, like, where was that from the very beginning? Like, were you guys uh, big fans of stories from the very beginning? How was that evolution as far as like on the production side? Because we talk a lot about stories on your personal side. Hey, if I put my phone in front of me, right, and uh, I want to tell the story from your point of view on the production side, how how has that evolution been? Maybe personally mm -hmm. for the team, or how can you guys transfer that into the people that are in front of the cameras? You bet. Um, man, I, you know, I started out doing corporate videos, doing like uh, a business would send me into a conference, for example, and they'd give me a sheet of paper and they would say, okay, uh, we need to make sure that, you know, <laughs> that they answer all these questions. I was like, okay, great. <laughs> so I would sit there with a printed out piece of paper and I would say, you know, Uh, what is your experience been with the company? And it's, <laughs> it was so cold and it was so <laughs> not personal. And it's interesting that like, you know, there's tons of people that might be listening to this right now that are like, oh yeah, that's totally what I would do. I'd hire somebody to record <laughs> my videos at a conference. Uh, but the thing that's interesting is if you can get somebody to care, I mean, really, that's what it comes down to mm. is like, I actually care about you guys as human beings. Like, The fact that we're on here today and we're able to connect is awesome. Yes. And the thing is, if you guys want me to open up and share, sometimes you have to open up and share yourselves first, yeah. Yeah. you know, and then it and then that's then going to create a space of vulnerability. So that is like that's one of my takeaways as far as being able to do good interviews uh, for what you're going to be doing is you, you got to be able to connect with the person that you're asking questions to not the agenda of reading off a piece of paper with five questions. Yeah. The other hard part is by doing that, then all your interviews turn out the same anyway because you're asking <laughs> them just the same five questions, right? And so, yeah. um, again, for me, I just try to be curious and I try to ask questions and I try to get somebody to open up and I listen with the ear in mind of who the audience is going to be listening, you know? So... Uh, It's trying to put yourselves into the, that person's shoes and ask curiosity-based questions that they themselves might be asking. So um, I, I'm drawing a blank right now on something uh, that I would ask because I'm not actually interviewing you guys. You guys are kind of interviewing me. We flipped the script. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, it's funny. Like when, it, for, for those listening, you know, when we were preparing the show, you know, we go through like these different steps to make sure you, that we have some information down. You know, you guys fill out a little form in there uh, that tells your superpower. And we're like, man, like this guy has interviewed like 
the MVPs of the freaking industry. Like, no pressure, Fonzie. <laughs> like, we have yeah. to, like, pull through and drink our coffee and make sure that we're, you know, A+. Plus. And on top of that, we decided to do a new setup. So that's a whole different story. But anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah. how are we doing, Brandon? Are we, are we doing okay? I, I, I mean, you can be honest. Yeah, you guys are great. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's go. Yes, go. <laughs> so, you know, that's actually one of the questions that I had here from before the show. It was... What makes a good interview? And I love, you know, what you said on curiosity-based questions because I feel that's how we have run this this whole podcast. It, it's more, and we, we say it all the time. It's like, yeah. hey, yeah, like, yes, of course, we're creating this content for the audience, but at the same time, we're doing it as much as for them as for us. And mm -hmm. a, most of our questions are just curiosity driven right like when we're talking about something and i'm like oh i'm curious about that i want to know more about that right Let's go. I, yeah, yeah we go in and, and we ask the question so thank you for that and the other thing you know yesterday we actually came across this advertisement right and <laughs> it was about i'm not gonna say the name of the company obviously but it was a company that pretty much provides like random questions i was about to go talk to yeah it's, it's like we're brothers man this always Maybe. happens we're, we're, we're connected it's not scripted uh, but they, <laughs> they have like they provide questions for for podcasts right and mm -hmm. it they, is a deck of cards yeah 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 i don't want to give too many details but because i don't want to say any i mean i don't I, care again, i've seen like yeah. it, it might work i've seen it i know what you guys are talking about okay okay, okay good. good so for me I, i'm seeing that and i'm like personally i'm like the people that are buying this to guide their interviews, you know, like how I don't know how to put this right, but it's like be polarizing. Come on, Fonzie, no, no, you can they, do this. They, they need to find their own curiosity, <laughs> right, uh, to create their own engaging totally. questions, yeah. right? Because a lot of these questions yeah. were like, if you could have dinner with someone in from history, who would it be, right? Like, yes, it's a it's an entertaining, fun fact, but you cannot just guide your whole podcast with those type of questions. So what would your recommendation be besides curiosity-based, right? And, and get someone to care on the other side to, you know, come up with these good questions or what makes the, the, the interview good and, and exciting for both parties? You bet. And I'm sure you guys do this too, right? Um, based off of who, who might come, let's be honest, I DM'd you guys and I, <laughs> I saw that you did an interview with one of my friends and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, well, maybe I could provide value to you guys. So that's why I reached out, right? Yeah. Um, but there still has to be like, I might not have been a good fit for your show. Mm -hmm. And you know, you guys are going to be the ones that, that, that make the call on that. But si similar in when we're asking people questions for an interview is like what is the whole purpose of the show or, or yep. sorry what is the whole purpose of the interview you know is it to get people uh is it is it to get people to buy a book is it to get people to sign up to a mastermind is it to get people to you know what is it that you're trying to get people to do and then just trying to figure out like you know is this person a good fit for that in helping sell this product yeah. or the service or to come to this event or to you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, most of the times, though, I sometimes when you're at a conference, you're just trying to get people coming through. And we don't know who's going to be good, who who might not be good. Yeah. But the process is the same, which is like, okay, at the end of the day, if the whole goal is how can we serve more people? Because if there's only one person that's being interviewed and that was it, then that person might not be the – anyway – yeah, my the point best is person. the more interviews you get the more social proof that looks the more it's like oh wow these guys or this service or this conference i can't miss it yeah because yeah. i you know it looks so good or I, these I, sound bites oh that that's just like me and my story yeah. like they resonate with it and then it causes them to take action well wow, this know? is this is so powerful and and you you took it to like a, a different level with the conference type of content but i was actually listening to steve's training yesterday like on how he purchased his media like how he buys media on facebook ads and stuff like that and he was saying volume is probably more important than the mm -hmm. the ad itself right and and i think you know this this story has been around but it's like russell talking to dean garcia and my like, dude how like how much why are you selling so many books and he's like 
he didn't ask him back like okay how many how many ads are you releasing how how many creatives how many creatives are you launching every day and he's yeah. like well we're doing like once a month or something and he's like well dude i'm doing one one every day right so sometimes it's not even like the content that's out there because i mean if the content is really good the message is really good while we were talking earlier with Catherine, right the message is really good for the people that actually sit down and listen great value yeah. But for the total awareness of things, the perception that people can t take about your business, about what you do, this volume is like, oh my gosh, these guys have been publishing for so long. These guys have so much content. These guys, this conference has so many videos. How many sound bites? These many people that come in and that elevates the level of rapport to then create that instinct to actually go on and consume the content. Yeah. So it, I, I loved how you put it on, on that side of things with the conference and a physical event because it relates very well with the online side and the, you know, the, the real side of things. Yeah, I, I want to tie that to something that I heard the other day called the law of 100, mm. which I found super interesting, right? Because a lot of times we hear quality over quantity, right? So many times we hear that, especially in the online, where people say, publish quality. The thing is your first one second one third one you know the the first few they're not gonna be quality you might have quality in the production you know but the message is what's more important right so the law of what 100 is is actually this little story that in a school a professor has a group of students right and he separates them in two groups and he says group number one You guys, to pass a class, you need to bring... It's a photography class. To pass a class, you need to bring me 100 pictures by the end of the semester. And then he goes to the other group and he said, to you guys, you guys, to pass a class, you only need to bring me one picture, but it has to be perfect, right? So when we put it in there, who do we think got the, the passing grades, right? The most passing grades and actually the best pictures, It's, it's easy. It's the, the, the group of kids that did the 100 pictures, right? Because every time they mm -hmm. take a picture, they just get better and better and better when the other ones, they only took one shot attempting to be the best that they could, right? So when we put this back into the interview style, right? The podcasting and, and creating content, I think number one is be consistent. The more interviews you do and you put out, so, uh, out there with others the better you're going to get. Absolutely. Job, And one thing that I, you know, <laughs> I don't know if, if you're cool if we transition, but oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so here's, here's what I was thinking is, okay, so let's hypothetically say you have all of these video testimonials, right? Mm -hmm. The nice thing is we have this new platform. Well, it's not that new because it's been around for probably four years now, which is the live platform and how people are using live videos to go live to all these different, you know, social platforms and things like that. What's cool about it is, if, and you guys have a show about this, which is creating content. <laughs> if you guys create content and you're putting it on line for people to be able to see it, the power is being able to create your own show. And the fact that you guys have your own show, which is awesome, and it'll continue to evolve. You guys might get a bigger space someday. You might have different art on your wall. You might have, you know, different microphones. But again, you don't have to start out with the best. You just have to start yeah. creating content, which is what yeah. Luis just talked about with the, you know, doing 100 photos, right? It's little by little. You just keep, just like I did when I grew my production company. I didn't have the best stuff at front, up front. I just used what I had. So many people discount like, oh, well, I need to shoot it on something other than the iPhone. The iPhone is pretty awesome. I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. lie. Like the, the technology in this thing now, you can now edit on it. There's yeah. so much stuff that you can do on this that I think we like to create the excuses in our minds of, well, I don't have the right equipment, therefore I mm. can't produce content. Yeah. So here's what's cool about this. If you, have, if you have past content that might end up on a website – So many of your audience might not even be able to see that because it's just buried away somewhere. Yeah. You could actually take an interview that you've had from a conference. You could shoot a new intro to it. Hey, guys, I just wanted to share this story with you. Now, the story I'm about to share with you is Steve. And Steve, you know, and you set up this whole story about Steve and, and all this stuff, and you get people excited to hear about Steve. And then you play Steve's interview, okay? And then when the interview's done, then you add an outro to it 
and a wrap-up and a call to action. Hey, guys, if you're like Steve and you want to have a similar experience to him, what I want you to do is click the link down below to get started today, whatever that looks like. Beautiful. What's cool about that is if you have all this content that you've already produced, you've already spent the money for, it's just sitting there on a website that you're trying to drive traffic to, but you could actually take that and then turn that into uh, a Facebook Live. So yeah. I'll tell you this. I was sitting at the back of one of Russell's inner circle meetings, and I'm filming, I'm filming at the back of the room. And these two guys were talking about this concept of you can take a pre-recorded video and you can push it live to Facebook. And my like light bulb <laughs> moment went off like, oh my gosh, that, I got to figure was, out how to do this. That was a go moment. That was a go moment <laughs> for you. You know, you heard that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, I still remember where I was, how I felt, and it was like incredible. And I'm sure that you guys can relate. When you have the hair on your arm just stand on end, you're onto mm -hmm. something good, you know? And what was cool is I figured out how to do that. Russell was going away on a vacation somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but we recorded a bunch of videos ahead of time. And we used this concept to then push them live. And it was awesome. And it was me and John Parks trying to figure out how to do this. And there were frustrations along the way, though, using <laughs> this, this method that they were teaching. And I knew that there had to be a simpler way. Yeah. So fast forward, I'm at the back of another, you know, inner circle room and there's a guy talking about software and how you can create your own software. And I was like, man, I have a really good idea for a software and it's actually called Live Pigeon. Yes. And so yeah. what I ended up doing is I went to him and I said, hey, I have this idea. And he validated me. He's like, that is a good idea for a software. And so... I took and I ran with it, and we've been doing this now for over three years, Nice. and I'm super excited about the software because it allows you to take those videos, like I just kind of described, Yes. you upload them to our service, and then you schedule when you want it to go live to Facebook or to YouTube, Beautiful. and it's, it's incredible. So Brandon, I, I just want to say something. I don't know how you did it, but you're also a mind reader because that was the direction I was about to take the interview. I'm like... <laughs> Brandon, you're a guy of many talents. Uh, one of those talents is a software developer. And I'm like, what? How do you do it? Do you see my notes? I don't know what technology you have in there. I don't know how you do it. But absolutely, man. Like, and this is one of the things when you, you know, you said it, when you reached out to us, we're like, obviously, we're going to do some research on the back end. And we're like, this guy sounds so familiar. Why does it sound so familiar? And uh, believe it or not, we've actually heard about the software before. So we're like, my gosh, this is incredible, right? And yeah. on the show, we've talked many times on why we do the show live, right? For us, it means less friction when editing, less friction when the post-production comes, less friction when actually gonna do it because we're advertising to everybody that we're actually gonna go live that day, including our guests, because, you know, we're... At least I am in nature very lazy. So if I don't put it's, that pressure in front of me. It's an accountability tactic for ourselves. Exactly. <laughs> so if I don't put that pressure in front of me, absolutely not. But there's going to be times where December, probably, we're Hispanics and we like to party. There's going to be days that we might not be here in the office. But the show must go on because consistency is the priority for us, right? So when we came across, we're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Let's bring it in. And the, the fact that you mentioned like that, that turnaround too, there's a lot of people that have so much content, so much stuff that they worked really hard for that, that is very highly produced and it's just sitting there collecting dust. Yeah. Wow, what a better way to just bring it back, turn that into a show and put it on a regular schedule yeah. so your audience can actually start connecting with you and your guest and you have this amazing platform that allows people to do that. So Yeah, not, not only that, I mean, from a more technical point of view, you know, like Facebook at least rewards more the, the live video, the live content, right? Like you get more engagement, they push it more. So I can definitely see the advantage uh, of Live Pigeon on people that don't want to maybe commit on their schedule at time to sit down and actually go live. They can just do it in batches too, right? Like we could easily, Absolutely. you know, have all of our guests come one day of the week uh, or one day of yeah. the month and we do all our podcast interviews and then we could schedule it to go on and we're saving that, that one that much time right so i think it's a fantastic tool and and i'm curious you know like why was it you you say you you heard these people talking about the lives and i just shared a little bit of the technical side but like 
I'm curious on why did you decided to do just lives? Like, was it just because they were saying it and you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Let me try it out. Or there was something else behind it. You know, that that's such a good question. Uh, I've. I feel called to do what I'm doing with the video camera and to be able to help tell people stories, but it's limited on the reach that I can actually do as well. Um, I can only take on so many clients per year or I can only do so many mm. videos. And it's hard because there's so many people out there that need help or need assistance. And I think what else is interesting, you guys have probably heard this from either reading Russell's books or hearing uh, Stephen Larson talking about it. I think Steven Larson said he will do anything that Russell asks him to do except for publish. And you guys know the power of publishing. Yeah. But when you guys, for, your, for anyone that's listening, if you've been told, hey, you need to start publishing, it's intimidating. It's, some people have fear in going live. The yep. fact that I can pull out my phone, record my message ahead of time, uh, review it. You know, I, I, I like that take. Take that one, push it live, at least until you can start to understand, like, Yeah. The more that we talk to people, the more that we communicate what it is that we do, the better we get at tell and telling and doing yes. that thing. And sometimes when we're first starting out, yeah, we might have the, the thing that we're selling or the thing that we're doing, but we might not have our messaging down yet. And so we got to get in repetition and practice. And yeah, I mean, if anything, you know, maybe Live Pigeon is the training wheels you've needed to be able to get comfortable going live. Absolutely. You know, and that's just one. That's awesome. And that's just one uh, kind of thing with it. The cool thing is Brian Delaney, who I, he's got so many two, two Comma Club awards. I mean, the guy's just crushing it. He reached out to me because they, he was doing a 30-day live challenge where he was going live every day for 30 days. And, but he found out in the middle of his challenge, he was supposed to go to his friend's wedding in Florida. Oh, man. <laughs> so what he did... So what he did is he wanted to still be able to go live for 30 days. He recorded three messages in advance. He used Live Pigeon to schedule those out. And it made it look like he was at, at his home studio doing his thing. And realistically, he's still serving his audience. Yeah. He's still providing value. No one knew the difference that he was there at a wedding. And it was a win-win all the way across the board. So, Incredible. you know, whether you want to supplement the way that you go live... You know, again, yeah. I, I have nothing against going real live. The fact that you guys are going live is, <laughs> is awesome. It's very commendable. Uh, you're, you're taking the plunge. Uh, but, you know, just like you said, there's going to be times that, you know, hey, I need yep. a solution like Absolutely. this, you know? Yeah, I, I, I find super interesting the part that you were talking about the, the fear, right? Because that is one of the biggest things that probably put a hold on us it was like that fear of making a mistake while going live i will say this one of the biggest rewards of going live is embracing your your those fears of messing up and embracing your mistakes because i mean you you heard my brother messing up at the intro today right I every single it doesn't time. matter and we every just laugh it out time. and keep going which is one of the biggest advantages but i totally understand right like that fear is huge on people right a lot of people are like well I, I want to look good on video when I put it out there. So definitely, I can see that too, you know, being a, you know, I've I heard multiple times, the sale happens for two reasons. Like either you're moving someone away from fear or you're moving them closer to pleasure, right? And I feel like this one has both of them, you know, like yes. you're moving them away from the fear, but you're giving them pleasure on the fact that, Actually, okay, I am confident that this video looks how I want it to look when it goes live. So it, it truly is a, a publishing secret weapon, right? It's like, hey, you know, this is, it is so versatile to the fact that, you know, if you're starting out, that's fine. If you need five, 10 different takes, we were there. Like we wish we had a tool or we knew about the tool when we first started because we were the guys recording seven times, 10 times, 11 times a video. And then at the end, because we were so over and we didn't want to edit, it wasn't published, right? But at the same time, if we would have had mm -hmm. something like this, I'm sure the publishing part would have come. And then at the end of the day, that experience, that's what led to us publishing actually live. But at the same time, even if you're on that schedule because your audience needs your consistency, the platforms need your consistency, Then if life happens, then you have this amazing tool on, in your hands to continue that consistency trend, even if you're doing live. So yeah. there is a win-win-win everywhere. So we'll definitely... 
Brandon, we're just going to def definitely put those links right below. And uh, we, for sure, we're going to be checking it out, experimenting <laughs> yeah. with it, and see what happens, because there's so many plans for our shows. Yeah, I actually have a, a fun story, fun fact, <laughs> and which is, you know, like, the first time that I heard about Live Pigeon was actually in Marley's Jack's Instagram story. I saw her nice. that she was like, oh, I got this this package from someone. And I remember that she opened it and she saw one of those cards that you showed us at the beginning, a video <laughs> card. And I was like, wow, those are so cool. <laughs> and and then she was talking about Live Pigeon. And then I remember her doing a story and she's like, look, guys, I'm recording a story right now, but I'm live too at the same time. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's a pretty cool tool right there. And, you know, well, oh, yeah, sorry, you were going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, too, there might be listeners that are still uh, working a nine to five job who are doing something side oh, yeah. on the hustle or have a side hustle. What's really cool about this is you could go live at 10 in the morning when you're at work. Mm. But to your audience, it makes it look like, you know, that you're you're doing good. You got you got your, you know, you're you stuck together. Time. So, yeah, again, to the fact that you can be at two places at once is pretty cool. That's pretty cool, yeah. The, the 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 thought of being in two places at one, that's the, or three, that's pretty cool. Or four, <laughs> depending on how many accounts you got. I, in there. I, I'm I'm kind of <laughs> curious, you know, how have people reacted to to Live Pigeon, right? Because I know, you know, for example, when Russell was announcing funnel hacking live speakers, I know he recorded them and he published them, and I'm guessing he used Live Pigeon, right? So, yep. but besides this, like big players, right? How has it been uh, f for other entrepreneurs that have been using it? You bet. Um, you know, I think it's cool to be able to see how everyone's using it because everyone has a different and unique way they're using it. And I think Russell does it well where you don't know if he's live or not, you know, yeah. meaning you just his message is so good and the way he tells his stories like draws you in right and it's it's just been really cool um as far as like the reception goes it's been great uh you know we we've continued to keep growing we've made it way better than when we first started out awesome. um when we first were doing this we could only go live to facebook but now we can go live to youtube as well and it's just kind of cool just to see the evolution of the software and like i said we've been doing this now for for three years Um, but yeah, I mean, there's tons of people who are inside, let's say the funnel hacking community who are yeah. using it, which is really fun and exciting. Um, but like I said, I love the story, like Brian Delaney, who's used it. Yeah, uh, for sure. You know, I know that it's, it's just cool when you just see them using it. And like, when you hear the stories, it's like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even think to use it that way. Yeah. And yeah. like I was, I shared a few strategies, I think of how you can kind of implement and use it yourselves i just think that um again it's it's pretty cool to try to figure out a way to create a software solution that is super easy to use yeah so that i mean to be honest with you i created a course on how to do what the two guys in the room were doing right and it was an hour and a half course and i still <laughs> remember being like oh this is going to be great but the, my biggest hang up was All right, are is someone like Russell Brunson going to have an hour and a half to sit through my training to figure out how to use a very complicated software that's free to figure out how to do this themselves? Yeah. And so, yeah. anyways, to go back to the drawing board and figure out something that he can then take and use it himself is yeah. is huge. I, yeah. One of I I think we have to also mention that. This is a journey, right? As far as like when publishing comes along, you know, we again, mm -hmm. we chatted with, with Catherine this morning. I'm like the, one of the biggest benefit has been the, the, the change inside of us as far as like the growth, the personal growth that we've been able to achieve. But with that also comes a lot of experimenting, not only in the way that you publish, but well, with the tools that you can use to publish, right? It's like, okay, how far can I take this, right? How can I stay consistent? If you have family, if you have a job, if you don't have a job, like what are the different things and the tools that allow me to be able to discover myself, grow, while publishing consistently to serve my audience to the best way possible. Because we all know that time, right, is the most scarce resource that we that we have. So mm -hmm. the more busy we are, you know, we might be sacrificing different things that we don't wanna really sacrifice, right? 
uh, one example is, you know, my wife started full-time pharmacy right now and, you know, she's, she's doing her thing. So my schedule has to shift around what she's doing because she's worked the last eight years to, to that. And we have one, uh, one year old, right? But at the same time, we've developed this amazing community, this, you know, audience that follows us, that, that loves the interviews and the videos at a certain time. So we're like, now that tools like this uh, are available to us, we can continue to develop our passion, to develop the audience, to do this on a consistent basis. So I think it's like bringing the fun experiment and uh, on that path to growth is very important, not only on the way that you publish, but with the tools that allow you to get to that point. So yeah. First off, thank you so much for freaking <laughs> reaching out and be like, we have this awesome tool. So guys, everybody go down to the link and check it out for sure because this is going to save you guys a ton of time and it's oh, going to yeah. allow you to develop your publishing way further than you ever thought in so many ways. Mm -hmm. I think you should have like a little little videos on or different like uh, a PDF on like how people are using it because uh, I, I don't know if you have that already, but that would be great. It's like like the videos that you already have in there, like collecting dust and then you can re-grab them and, and republish them, right? Yeah, I like uh, that idea a lot, honestly. The one of re-grabbing old videos oof, and yeah, kind of like re-engaging them in your feed. Oh, man. Yeah. You bet. In fact, if you guys go to our, to our landing page, uh, you'll see we've got Jim Edwards on there. Brian nice. Delaney, uh, Natalie Hodson, again, a bunch of heavy hitters inside of this uh, 2CCX world or 2Cs, the two comic club award, right? Yeah. Hackers, but it goes beyond that as well. But it's yeah. just, it's really cool to be able to hear their stories and how they've been able to use it. So yeah, Amazing. that's exciting. What, what is the link for, for the landing page? Uh, just livepigeon.com. Livepigeon.com. There you go, guys. Go Shit. check it out right now. Guys, once you start publishing and grabbing those old videos that have amazing value and you put them back in live with Live Pigeon, just make sure you give us a call so we can repurpose your content. We have an amazing <laughs> agency right here that helps you actually do that so then you can get more reach, more audience, multiply your message that you invested your time creating, right? So yeah. thank you, Brandon. Uh, I just had to take the opportunity and, uh, and plug content momentum in there. So I appreciate it. <laughs> No, that, absolutely. No, I love it. I mean, that's the thing. There's so much, uh, there's so many ways that we can serve. And if you guys can do that, it'd be awesome. So absolutely. That's now, right. couple questions to, to finish this off. It has been an incredible interview. I, I truly hope so. And, you know, I keep count <laughs> of the, of the times that you said great question because you, you, <laughs> you actually are a master interviewer. So it was about five or six. Um, Let's so, go. Uh, <laughs> So thank you. We did uh, it, team. We did it. We, we did it. We made sure that that, that was done. Um, what could what what would be an action point? Like very basic, like to the points. People can. What can they do today to you know move either their business, their publishing? What can they do now to to get to a new level? Uh, very cool. Uh, you know, it's one thing for me to like let's say toot my own horn of talking about how amazing the software is. But if I can get other people to say that for me, that's that's so it's it's way more powerful. Mm. Uh, we're so skeptical and we want to hear what other people have to say instead of the one person telling telling you how good it is. Does, does that make sense? And so with that being said, I would say don't have fear of, well, I don't have the equipment to be able to do this or, oh, man, we're in a pandemic right now and I'm not going to be able to do these interviews. The fact is, you guys are interviewing me right now. Uh, we're using Skype, but you know, if Zoom is also a good tool, yeah. jump online with these people and interview them and ask them. You know, there's ways that you can you can conduct a whole interview and not even be in it if you don't want to be in it. <laughs> uh, you know, there's ways that you can do. Um, again, just asking them simple curiosity questions that are like getting people, or if you, you know, who is your ideal customer? Who is it that you're trying to attract? And you get these people uh, to talk who are in the, who, if you get an attractive character to then talk to and talk through their experience, it's then going to attract more attractive or the same type of people, right? Yeah. Th thoroughbreds attract other thoroughbreds, right? So it's just Love like it. they're all hanging out together. And so that definitely helps. Um, and even the, even the questioning of, you know, making sure that, you're again don't overthink it but just stay curious ask them questions of what other people uh if you if you look at uh people who do webinars who are really good at it they know what objections people have they know 
you know, mm. again, if you know those things, ask those questions to the people that yeah. might answer an objection, you know? Absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, it's... It's awesome. It, it makes it, it makes sense the way I do it, and it, but it's a little different to articulate it. But, I mean, that's really it. Yeah. The other thing is giving them the ability and platform to freely speak about the person or the product or the whatever. So if you do have an agenda with questions, that's great. But then, you know, put it back to them and just say, you know, you know, you know, what, what was your, what was your experience like? Or is there anything, this is what I love. I'll, I'll, I think this is probably the best, uh, gold nugget I can leave with you guys today, which would be, uh, the way I close out all of my interviews. This is my secret sauce, which is just asking them one question. Okay. It's a one, a single question. Is there anything that I didn't ask you that you want to say about blank? That's, that's good. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting is as much as you want to come prepared for it, usually what they say in that last question, you could just post that alone. And it's, it's, that's usually where the gold comes from. But don't use it on me because I just gave you my final thought. So does that make sense? <laughs> I, I was about to to use this question right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is beautiful. I mean, who's coming uh, Friday? Whoever's coming Friday is going oh, yeah. to have it rough he, on this one. Yeah, he's yes. going to get this question for sure. Uh, absolutely. You know, we're going to have to rethink the timing of the, on the yeah. uh, everything else. But talking about last questions, we actually have this one question that stemmed out of one of the shows. And we're like... Wow, that was a really good question. We should start asking that to close every single show. And yes. the reason behind it, and I don't think we explained this, but the reason behind it is because of what you're talking about, social proof. It's a question that when we ask, it gives a lot of social proof about what we speak about and, and the message that we're trying to share. So that being said, I think that's the last question. Oh, baby. So, <laughs> Brandon, where would you be if you did not start producing content, publishing, or helping people to publish? Where would you think you'd be right now? Very interesting question. You know, if I go back and I look at, you know, my wife has been so supportive of me throughout the years. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't for her and her support in helping me to do this, like, I would change everything. I don't even know. Like, it's it's interesting. Like, there's one, like, there are so many pivotal things along the way that if I didn't do them, I wouldn't be where I'm at, you know? Uh, so let me ask you this. Repeat that question one more time. I apologize. So where was, will you be right now Okay. if you did you not bet. start producing content the way that you do? Okay, first off, I wouldn't have met Russell Brunson if I didn't <laughs> uh, if I didn't produce content, and that has definitely changed my my life as far as the trajectory and and what I'm doing. The thing is, I was I was doing more corporate based videos that were more stuffy, doing stuff for let's say TD Ameritrade, yeah. and you know they're not very they're not they're not edgy at all. They're just very <laughs> just stuffy and yeah. just not anyway. But you look at the entrepreneurial space, and this is the fun and exciting. It's people who are creating content, doing fun stuff. They're the speedboats. They're able to move so quick where these huge corporations, you know, it just takes so long for them to make a single decision. Absolutely. So, again, I, I absolutely love uh who we're able to serve and it's just been so fun uh along the way yeah awesome thank, thank you, you I, for sharing i just wanted to share too like uh the experience that we have with you and your team and you know everybody out there at uh, offer lab and even at funnel hiking live we actually met up with some of the guys and we chatted around the fountains in the hotel yeah uh, has been nothing but amazing i remember the day that we were actually supposed to record our backstory for offer lab and stuff like that i was completely sick i was i had the flu my eyes were the color of the backdrop that was completely red <laughs> yeah, so, you, so, funny. So, so you can't you can't tell apart and we're like oh my god we got this video excited but the fact that you know that person was asking the right questions my head was not there it was completely stuffy it was impossible um and you know i think it was alex alex was it i can't remember now the day but yeah 
he was in front of us and he was like guiding us through and all the questions yeah. and making us feel very comfortable like you know breathe in breathe out you know and that was a massive massive thing that we've taken with us to be able to actually produce the show and talk the way that we do and ask the questions that the way that we do so i really appreciate you man like you just you guys planted that seed and it has been amazing ever since so thank you yeah thank you <laughs> you bet Thank you guys. And you know what's really cool? And you guys did a great job because here's the thing. You guys didn't send me questions ahead of time. There's no agenda. And the fact is we just got to have a conversation. That's exactly what I do when I create, uh, you know, uh, testimonial content, things like that is keeping it conversational. If you send some, it, it, anytime somebody's like, oh, no, 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 send me, send me the questions ahead of time. Nope. <laughs> uh, we're just going to have a conversation yep. and that. This is what came from it. So thank you guys so much for having me on today. No, Absolutely. thank you, Brandon. Thank Brandon, you so much. Where where can we find you? Where can people connect with you? If they want the software, if they want to just chat with you, where can people find you? You bet. Um, let's see. We have an Instagram, which is Live Pigeon. Uh, we've got uh, LivePigeon.com is our is our domain name. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on. I mean, we're we're kind of we're everywhere. I think that everyone else is. We don't we don't have TikTok. <laughs> I think that's going away anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> so. that's true. So live pigeon pretty much everywhere, right? Live pigeon everywhere. Yeah, live awesome. pigeon. You and, know, if they yep. and if they want it's to connect so with you personally, they got to look for the pigeon king, right? The pigeon king. <laughs> At the pigeon king. <laughs> I'm, I might have to now go see. I'm sure that's taken, but I'll have to go look at that now. <laughs> Guys, don't worry. If you're listening and uh, you want to connect with Brandon and his team, uh, just scroll down. It's going to be everything on the description. And yeah. uh, I, I think that's it, man. Like This was amazing. This thank, was so Brandon, much fun. Again, thank you so much. Don't leave. We're going to say bye to the podcasting audience, and then we're going to say bye to the Facebook Live audience, and then we're going to say bye to you. The, the, Hispa so, the Hispanic way. The, we the, like the to Hispanic say bye way. like 20 times. So many times. <laughs> Guys, with that being said, thank you so much for tuning into the Content is Profit podcast. Go ahead and subscribe. Do us that favor. Don't forget to follow us on social media at BizBrosco. And if you find this episode impactful, which I am sure you did, please don't forget to share it and, and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Bye.